And I'd be like, where, where'd my ears go? And I'd be like, yeah, Tess talked him right off my head. <laughs> Hello there, everyone. Uh, this is one of your co-hosts. This is Leaf, joined by a very good friend. Oh, my name is Tess. Should we do the whole show like we're yeah. on PR? Uh- <laughs> I think we should do a real, a real, a real nice show. Uh, this is Leaf and my good friend Tess, and we're here to talk about the TV show, uh, Twin Peaks. You see, we record this show together. We're two librarian geeks. We talk about Twin Peaks once or so weeks. <laughs> Tess, my good friend Tess is a super fan, and I'm a Tess. I'm a a super fan. I'm a. I almost said I'm a Tess. <laughs> I'm a. I'm a fan of my friend Tess. That's what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah, that's which really good about myself. Yeah. Well, I. I am. I'm a super. I'm actually. I forgot to tell you. Um, when we're done this Twin Peaks podcast, I'm gonna yeah. do a, a Tess cast. It's same Tess y'all, and it's just me. <laughs> talking about tests it's called talking tests where i just talk about my friend tests yeah 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 um yeah, anyway you get a lot of listeners for that <laughs> yeah can, talk about a niche within a niche it's just for fans of this one specific do you know this person because i'm a fan of her it'll <laughs> be like you and my mom subscribe. yeah yeah we're just like hey hey guys um guys we're here to talk about the show twin peaks twin peaks is brand new to me i went on this wild strange and wonderful journey with Tess. how many years ago Oh, I was, this is no joke. Two houses ago for me. Yeah. It's it's been like (laughs) three or four years, honestly. It's, it's been a while um, because we took a little break. We had to take a mental health break and a, oh, look, we're moving break. And I was thinking about it today though, that we didn't take as long a break as the entire cast and crew of Twin Peaks did. You know what? That's a very good point. We did a whole 25 years before they returned. We returned. It wasn't nearly that long. It was like, what, a year? Yeah, something like that. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Um, Tess is a super fan, and we're going through all the the episodes. Um, We've made our way all the way up to episode number. Give me one second. 14 of... Twin Peaks, The Return. So if you're enjoying this show or if you're new, feel free to go back to listen to previous episodes of St. Peaks, y'all. That's the podcast you're listening to. Oh, I'm going back into it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, if you've enjoyed the show, um, you can always email us at samepeaksyall at (laughs) gmail.com. Something about that voice makes it hard for me to remember what I'm trying to say because I think I'm too focused on the voice itself. Oh, real quick, you had asked me to follow up on some things from the last episode. The first, Excellent. the first thing you wanted to know 
Um, I did actually look up for you. Um, the other thing you wanted to know, I didn't really do that much research on, so that one will have to wait for the next next episode. I think that's a new segment called "I didn't really do much research." Yeah, yeah. Um, that's just like the story of I my think, life. I think I that's called like... election season, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I... when I die, they'll put that on my tombstone. I actually I didn't research. do much research. Yeah, I didn't do enough research. Yeah. Here's the lies. Yeah. Um. That owl, that anthropomorphic owl that said, give a hoot, don't pollute. You wanted to know what his name was. Thank you. From our imagined shared universe of Smokey and Scruff McGruff. And it's Sparky. Woodsy the owl. So it would be Woodsy, Sparky, Scruff McGruff, and Smokey. (laughs) Are there any others? There probably is. But they have to be like like public, like like uh what's the word? Like public service mascots. Right, like the oh, ones that we would see during I got it. morning. No, is he the leader? I mean, I guess the leader is probably Smokey, right? I would say so. I feel what? like Smokey has the most experience. I got the one. I got the one. Darren the lion. He's the mascot that? for Dare. Oh gosh, I didn't even know Dare had a mascot. Yeah, his name's Darren. Come on. Oh my gosh. I mean, I remember Dare uh, quite yeah. fondly. I remember there was a song that we all had to sing when we graduated from Dare. Do you, do you remember you, it? Do you have to sing a song? Yeah. It Please. went like this. Here, wait, 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 wait. What's the name of the song? Do you know? Just I don't Dare. Remember. Okay, here, wait. Um, coming up next, I'm going to go into the. <laughs> we'll talk about, I swear to God. Uh, listeners, we will talk about Twin Peaks in a little bit. Give us a second, okay? Tess and I, we don't get to hang out. This is us talking. Okay. <clears throat> Ready? <laughs> Coming up next is uh, the Dare graduation song presented by Tess. Okay, right, this is all I remember from it. Dare to keep our kids off drugs. Dare to keep our kids off dope. Dare to give our kids some hugs. Dare to give our kids some hope why don't you help us and then we all had to do that at the end <laughs> maybe that's just how it ends yeah, why don't you help like, us that was the only part that i remember i think the song was longer than that but i that's the part i remember and i also remember that we also at that graduation sang <laughs> whitney houston um what is it the greatest love of all I wasn't there. I don't know. I, said, I can't tell you. I wish you. I wasn't there. It'd be crazy if I was like, actually, I was there the whole time. <laughs> there was the song. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna. It's the to- one in the Darren costume. <laughs> Here, while you're looking it up, I'll do the thing. Hey guys, this is a show, and so first, Tess is gonna give us a recap. It was, while, it was greatest love of all. While I offer color commentary, <laughs> and Tess is gonna click, click, click highlight all the mysteries that I want to talk about in our next segment. Uh, So many mysteries. Then we'll talk about our MVP, our favorite quotes, how many fish in a percolator it is. And you ready to talk about some Twin Peaks? I'm ready. Um, The other thing you asked me to look (laughs) up. Yeah. The other thing you asked me to look up was what music is playing (gasps) during that crazy Congo line. And so far, all I've gotten is that it's the the composition is called crazy casino music but i haven't found like who composed to that and for what reason it may be like an original composition for the show um uh or it may be something that david lynch found somewhere i don't know but i'll have to look into that i'll have to do a little bit more research on that for you crazy casino music yeah 
Well, because remember how much I liked it. I remember yes, was... I know. You wanted more of it. I wanted more crazy casino <laughs> And, music. like, all I could find online was, like, a Reddit thread where someone said this was the name of the song and someone else was like, what the, what the H was that? <laughs> I was really into it. I know you were. Uh-huh. But you, you tend to like unusual music. Well, you heard, um, well, you said it was cool music. Remember the, I um, yeah, you sent me a song, a band, uh, a song by the band Tarwater and uh-huh. I thought it was cool. It, sun- it sounded to me like Modest Mouse. Um, yeah, I haven't looked them up yet. Um, for any listeners that are just fans of the show, the, the fans of our show, um, thank you for existing, but also that aren't actually watching Twin Peaks. It could be a thing. I'm going to bring up a segment of that music right now. <laughs> Here we Let's listen to it. And <clears throat> this is uh, crazy casino music featured on the show Twin Peaks, The Return, Artist Unknown. There it is. Okay, I'm listening to it. Fun fact about this music is um, Tess was looking up information about it and uh, just simply stopped. (laughs) I'm sorry, I almost made you spit your beer out. I'm sorry. (laughs) There's only like 20 more seconds left. Okay, we're done. That's good. I really, I don't know why. I really like that. That does it for me. (laughs) All right, let's finally get into the discussion of this episode. Part 14 of The Return, also known as We Are Like the Dreamer. We Are Like the Dreamer. This is a pretty jam-packed episode. This is... This is what I want to, not to cut you off, but I feel like this is the episode where things are coming together, where we are receiving answers. It's very exciting. So many things. I know we probably should have started talking about it right away, but here we are. (laughs) No, no, it was important to talk about our imaginary shared universe uh, (laughs) idea of of public service announcement. Um, It was really important for me to sing the D.A.R.E. theme song. I liked it. I mean, and, and listeners, if, uh, if you exist, we enjoy, um, please send us an email at same peaks, y'all at gmail.com. Uh, let us know. Um, let us know what you thought of Tessa's singing. Yeah. Let us know what you sang at your dare graduation. Was it the greatest love of all by Whitney Houston or another, uh, great pop song from the nineties? No. Um, so we start off in Buckhorn, South Dakota, uh, where Gordon Cole is calling, he's returning a call from Sheriff Truman, and he speaks to Lucy. <laughs> I love their exchange because he's like, "Lucy, have you been there the whole time?" And she was like, "No, we've taken some vacations." <laughs> so cute. Apparently, also her and Andy went to Bora Bora. Which is amazing. I have always wanted to go there and I feel a little disappointed that Andy and Lucy got to go. Fictional characters got to go on a vacation to Bora Bora and I haven't. Um, anyways, she connects him to Sheriff Truman, who Gordon Cole presumes to be Harry, but he learns that Harry um, has been in the hospital and Frank is taking over for him, mm-hmm. which actually made me wonder about one of the many mysteries of the show is they never explain like where Frank has been this whole time. Like obviously in the first season or in the original series, 
Harry is the sheriff and we don't hear anything about his brother, which doesn't mean he doesn't have a brother, but like where has Sheriff Truman, Frank Truman, been practicing law? Like, like, do you should I highlight it? New highlighter? <laughs> I do. Should I highlight that? Please. Okay. Um, it's a good it, question. Yeah, it was just like a random thought I had. I was like, wait a second. This isn't like a royal dynasty. Like you're, you're <laughs> like your brother doesn't become the sheriff. If that's you not how it works. Are incapacitated. Yeah, like that's not how it works. Obviously, Frank Truman has been policing elsewhere. Well, we just weren't privy to this. I don't know. Maybe he moved back to Twin Peaks when his brother got sick to take over. But <laughs> I just realized, like, we have no backstory for Frank Truman. I guess we don't really need one. But um, anyways, uh, Sheriff Truman, the, the new Sheriff Truman, informs Golder, Gordon Cole that they found missing pages from Laura's diary mm. that indicate there are two Coopers. Just, just... um. Just thought I should let you know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he says. It's just like, so there it is. <laughs> I guess yeah. there's two Coopers. See you later. <laughs> I got a coffee to drink. <laughs> um, Albert and Tammy are surrounded by a lot of equipment. Mm. I don't know what this equipment is doing. And I'm not sure what they're monitoring. I don't know who set it up. <laughs> like, but... <laughs> They're seated by a lot of equipment and Albert, it's story time with Albert. Um, he is telling Tammy. I would love it if he did a story time with the library. Uh, <laughs> it I wouldn't would be good for the kids. Or, I would kill or die to see Albert Rosenfeld do a story time. Uh -huh. um, he's talking to Tammy about the very first Blue Rose case um, in 1975. Cole and Jeffries mm -hmm. were investigating a murder their lead suspect was a woman named Lois Duffy. They enter a hotel room that they suspect her to be in. And she is, she's dying. She's been shot. And her last words are, I am like the blue rose. And then she disappears. And then they realize that the killer is standing over the body. And it's also Lois Duffy. Um, and that Lois Duffy, they apprehend and take to prison, and she ends up killing herself while awaiting trial, for which she maintains her innocence for. She says that she didn't kill this person. And um, then Albert says, what's the one question you should ask me about that story? And Tammy says, what is the significance of the Blue Rose? Mm. And Albert invites her to answer that question. And she says that the blue rose does not occur in nature. And she also offers up a bit of a theory about what was going on with the two Lois Duffies, which is this idea of the tulpa, um, which uh, is similar to the, like, uh, to like a doppelganger. Um, I don't know if you looked up what a tulpa is, um, Leaf. I did. Uh, it's um, and it's something that exists actually in like like East Asian philosophy, like even um, and it's basically like there are stories of people who've created a double of themselves and then sent it off to do some sort of mission, but eventually the double becomes like self-aware and decides to kind of do its own thing mm. and that's like what this idea of a tulpa is 
Um, then Cole arrives and oh, here, give me one second. Um, kind of sorry. Can you highlight? Um, I would they say I'm like a blue rose. Yeah, I'm like highlight, highlight that, please. Yeah, okay. yes. Okay. Then Cole arrives to announce that Diane is on her way, and then a window washer. <laughs> randomly washes one window in this like chaotic scene but he's not like he's like (laughs) like, squeegeeing like in no way is this like i have no idea what's happening in this scene other than it's very distressing to gordon cole's hearing aids it's like that's the scraping of the of the squeegee of the random Go ahead and highlight it because I've got a thought. But yeah, he he the window washer starts washing the window like like a freaking axe murderer. Like I thought oh it was a God. it's so weird. Um, and then he washes like one window and then goes away. What like is, what's what's his name's um from Psycho? What's his name? Something Bates. Norman Bates. Norman Bates. That's what it felt like. Oh. But he was washing windows instead of stabbing people, you know. I can't get over how dark that beer is you're drinking. It, it's as dark as, 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 it's dark, man. I, I feel like I'm getting sick watching you drink it. Look how. My beer black as midnight on a moonless. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my allergies are kicking in just from watching you drink that beer. Sorry, oh, that's know. okay. Oh, it's so I dark. Hives just like watching me drink. Can you beer. imagine? That'd be <laughs> really interesting. Um. Deputy Diane reports for duty Uh, and what they want to know from her is did Cooper that last night you saw him and she's like I don't really want to talk about that night and he's like that's fine but all we need to know is did he mention Briggs the last time you saw him and um she said yes he did and why Albert explains that Briggs supposedly died in a fire 25 years ago, and yet they just found his body died here in Buckhorn a few days ago. And in the stomach of the body was this wedding ring that is engraved um, with the name of Janie E. And Janie E is apparently Diane's estranged sister. They haven't talked in years. And they're like, okay, where is she? And she says, last I know, they live out in Las Vegas. And this is such an amazing scene because I can't believe that I called it that Janie E was Diane's sister like five episodes ago, remember? No! (laughs) (laughs) Remember when I, did I get you for a second? Remember when I said, I bet Janie E is Diane's sister, of course. You almost got me. You said it so sincerely. I know, that's... I would have remembered if you'd said that. (laughs) It's called acting, my dear. Acting. I did say it so sincerely. No, I did not know. This is a very, in fact, this, um, this episode had a lot of really good reveal slash you think something's revealed. And then it's like, actually, no, it's not revealed. It's very cool. So Cole calls down to the Las Vegas FBI office and um, they're very excited. Director Cole is on the line. And Cole lets them know, we need everything that you have on a Mr. and Mrs. Douglas Jones. Um, 
And then the the guys are like looking up in their directory and they're like, well, there are several um, Mr. and Mrs. Douglas Jones. How are we going to know the right one? And then this this guy's like, how many times do I have to tell you? This is what we do in the FBI. (laughs) He like loses it. I I should say too, I know you can't hear it, Tess, but I think sometimes our listeners can. My daughter just went to sleep and there's very uh, to me it's soothing meditation music i don't know if you can hear it so just if you guys hear music you're not like i don't know losing your mind or anything like that yeah and if you hear uh through my as brett is watching tv upstairs i have no Mm. idea what he's watching but there's tv just just hardcore pornography it's fine (laughs) without you i can't believe this guy everyone knows wednesday night's pornography night look at you you're so funny um, anyway, yeah, that was a great scene. But I was thinking to myself, like, there's probably a lot of Douglas Jones, but how many are married to a Janie E, right? Well, he didn't mention that. He just said Mr. Oh, he didn't Mrs. Mrs. Doug Jones. Yeah. Why, why didn't he say that? I don't know. That, pro- that probably would have been good information, but yeah. but I don't think that Cole said that. Also, uh, they might look like, oh, wait, he doesn't know that they it looks like Coop yet. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know. Um, and I guess Diane doesn't know either because Diane is estranged from her sister. Yeah. Um, She'd be like, now that you mention it, her <laughs> husband looks just like Cooper. Exactly like Cooper. It's and like a booper. <laughs> like, yeah. um, then Diane leaves and then Cole fills Albert and Tammy in on his call with Sheriff Truman. And then... yes. Then he says, last night, he had another Monica Bellucci dream. Which, Tess, between you and I, who isn't having Monica Bellucci dreams? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Now, it's so interesting that he he proclaims this, and then Albert says, oh boy. Kind of like, oh my god, I can't believe that he thinks this is important to tell us. Um, Which... At one point, my husband, Brett, told me, like, the most boring conversation you can have with someone is them telling you about a dream they had. I always find dreams to be very interesting. So I've never felt that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And also dreams within the Twin Peaks universe, we know, have special significance. Before I forget, go ahead and highlight this whole dream for me, please. Okay, you've got it. Or you can circle if you want to save ink. That's acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so in the dream, he's in Paris. By the way, it's important to note mm-hmm. that Monica Bellucci is a real person, is an actress. Oh, I do. I do know that. Yes. Because well, you, you know why I know who she is. Why do you know who she is? Why do I know who Monica Bellucci is? Because she was in. What was she in? Oh, she was in The Matrix. Thank you. Are you kidding sorry, me? I forgot about that. That's okay. Yeah. She was also in um, Spectre, too. She was kind of cool in that she's for a little bit. She's also in, um, she's in a really good movie with Paul Giamatti and Clive Owen. It's like an action movie, and I can't remember what the name of the movie is, but she plays a, a prostitute 
Oh, oh, I know. It's shoot 'em up. Shoot 'em up. Yeah. Shoot 'em up. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's she does. She plays a, a lady of the evening. And I remember she had to do some grown-up things to a guy so that she had money to buy a bulletproof vest for a baby, if I remember correctly. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. It's a good movie. Good movie. Um, anyway, great, yeah. Like, I, weird action flick. If you like, if you like weird action flicks, like um, like a like snatch or yeah. um, it's like self-aware like it knows it's a yeah. silly action movie um uh but yeah i had a i had a crush on her back in the day because of the matrix remember remember when she says i mean like, if you don't have a crush on monica bellucci like what is remember she was like, she was like I'll tell, she goes i'll tell you where the key maker is but i need a thing i need a kiss you must make me feel like I am her. Remember, remember it. And she goes. Yes, mm. I do remember. remember she gets. She gets the first. She gets the wimpy kiss, but then she gets the good kiss. And then because you know it's a good kiss because Neo takes the glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> and then she kisses him, and she tastes like that that love. And then she looks at Trinity, and she goes, "I envy you, but such a thing is not meant to last." And I was like, "Ooh, it's so good." Anyway, Monica Bellucci, thank you. Love and kindness to Monica Bellucci, wherever you are. You're a beautiful, beautiful specimen of the of the human species. You, you <laughs> thank you for letting me look at you. I appreciate it. Striking, striking beauty. Thank you. Um, and also, can you believe? I know we're going to talk about Twin Peaks soon. Um, we're less than a month from a new Matrix movie. That's true. I yeah. can't even. I can't I even. Just- I was just thinking about that the other day. I was fantasizing that you would come down to visit and we could watch all of the Matrix movies and and like literally all of them because then the new one would be out. Yeah, we should do, we should do, it'll be one, two, Animatrix, Revolution, <laughs> the new one, right? Yeah, and then we'd go get our, our Twin Peaks tattoos. I was just having like a- Well, then we'll get our Matrix tattoos too. <laughs> Oh, one of us should get a red pill and the other get a blue pill. I don't want, neither one of us wants red, blue though, right? Blue's denial. Red is acceptance, right? Anyway, sorry. Maybe we should do a Matrix cast when we're done this. Anyway, can continue. Same, I don't know, something. Um. So in the dream. Yes. He's in Paris. Gordon Cole is in Paris on a case and he meets up with Monica Bellucci at a cafe Mm. and Cooper was there, but he couldn't see his face and Monica brought friends and they all had coffee. And then Monica cries one glistening tear. And then she says the ancient phrase, we're like the dreamer who dreams then lives inside the dream. Can you do me a favor? Highlight that too. I know I already told you to do the whole thing, but highlight that specific phrase. That quote. Yeah, because you know what it means, right? <laughs> Look at you. But who is the dreamer? And then she looks like beyond Cole, like like behind him, and he turns to. Well, first he says he feels uneasy once she says that, and then she kind of indicates that he needs to look behind himself, and when he does. He sees the scene from Fire Walk With Me, um, like plucked right from the movie, in which Philip Jeffries points at Cooper and asks, who do you think that is there? And Albert says, oh, I remember that. I remember that happening. 
there's a lot to unpack. We'll save it for the mysteries. Save it for the mysteries, save sister. The mystery. Yeah. Um, the next scene, Andy and Hawk and Bobby and Truman uh, are all like getting ready to go for their hike that mm-hmm. we see later. But for now, they're just setting out their lunches. This is a good moment. <laughs> Andy just got a cheese sandwich. <laughs> I love that they all got sandwiches. He goes, who ordered just cheese? <laughs> And Andy's like, I did. And then uh, they- highlight the sandwich because I got a thing about that. Oh, okay. They all got they all got sandwiches with cheese, but Andy specifically just got cheese in a sandwich. And at first I thought, that's gross, a cheese sandwich. But then I thought a grilled cheese sandwich is one of my favorite things to eat. So I cannot judge Andy for just eating a cheese sandwich. When I was young, I used to love cheese sandwiches. I would just put like yellow mustard on it. Like yellow mustard and cheese. Look at you. Yellow mustard and cheese. And if you say you're going to have a cheese, if you tell me here's a cheese sandwich, I'll be like, oh, there's no meat on it. What are you talking about? But then if you tell me I'm going to grill grill it. I'm going to put some butter on it and I'm going to grill it. Then Mm. I'm like, yes, give it to me. Interesting. (laughs) Imagine Um, it's the, um, what is that? Is that the Drake meme where you're like, here's a cheese sandwich. He's like, no, 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 no. And then it's like, here's a grilled cheese sandwich. Uh huh. That's exactly right. That might be real quick. That might be my favorite meme, I think, because it, because it's, it could be used for anything, but then also it usually always ends on like a, uh huh. You know, like that's how it works. Like you like that it ends on a bright, happy note. That's exactly. It's like I don't like it, but I do like this, and I guess that could be twisted anyway. But it usually makes me happy. Like you're right, I do like that, Drake. (laughs) Um. Then Chad comes into the room. Mm, Chad. And they arrest him. Yeah. Which I thought was so. Like on the one hand, this is a triumphant moment because we have not been a fan of Chad. However, (laughs) when he asks why they're arresting him hawk just says i think you know and i'm like but what did they get him on and they also say we've been watching you for months Mm -hmm. so they finally have something on chad but we don't know what it is Uh, highlight it for me please i didn't realize today when i woke up today that there would be so many high because i sometimes we go a whole episode i'd be like i barely have any but today i'm just like it was a good episode. It was a very mysterious episode. Um, yeah. We have a beautiful, beautiful shot. Many, many beautiful shots in this episode of Twin Peaks in the mist. Like the forest with this mist. And um, the team, our team, pulls off the road. They're hiking through the forest. Bobby is leading the way. Um, the forest Beautiful forest. Beautiful. Gorgeous. So Gorgeous. Beautiful. Old, um, old growth. Yes, huge trees. Moss. I knew that you would love mm, this episode. Thank you. I told Amanda, I said, I want to go there, is what I said. <laughs> yeah. I want to go there. Oh, um, gorgeous. Bobby, you can smell the trees. Bobby is reminiscing about his dad and mm. the time that they used to spend up the listening station. And they finally arrive at like the remnants of this huge tree that must have fallen at some point in its life. And this is Jack Rabbit's palace, um, which was referred to in the note from Briggs. And um, they have to put soil in their pockets. You see Rosie behind me? Yeah, Rosie's yes, a cute dog. Look at that. Hi, with me. Hi, Rosie girl. Ooh, her eyes look kind of creepy right yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she's got like. <laughs> 
<laughs> real quick rosy tangent she's got this like blue film on her eyes so when she looks into the light it looks really creepy it's just like old dog like when you're old i guess like this kind of film old dog of- is actually the name of the clone i use every day <laughs> and for a little what are you wearing old dog don't mind me i'm just wearing old you old dog and then on my fancy nights, I wear Sly Dog, you know. I move over to the side so we can all gaze upon her. There she uh, is. By the way, if you want to gaze on my dog, you can follow us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Smash like, subscribe if you like dogs. Ring that uh, bell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, uh, they all put soil in their pockets as they were instructed to do. And um, and then they start um, heading uh, off in the like whatever coordinates they needed to go, how any, however many clicks and whatever direction they're supposed to go in, and uh, and Bobby does in his reminiscing, he did say, "Dad did tell me not to wander around here by myself." Um, uh, now Hawk takes the lead, which makes sense because Hawk is a tracker. Um, I remember when he followed that one-armed man, yeah, down one hallway, <laughs> and then stopped. <laughs> You remember? <laughs> he was like, I guess we're good. This is also something that Rosie does that freaks me out. Do you see what she's doing right now? She she just like she was resting and then she like got up and like looked. Like, uh oh, now she's getting oh, we can no longer gaze upon her. Um, but she looks off. I, that's what I want to know. Sometimes she does this. She kind of like just just like read and I'm like, does she see a ghost? I hate it. Anyways, um could be a don't even speculate i don't even want to know what it could be i stop myself because i'm a very good friend (laughs) i'm a very good friend i stop myself like here in my house by myself with my dog and she'll be like it's like it's probably just a and i'm like rosie i don't even i can't with you stop it um they come across smoke there's like flashes of electricity. It's like a rave out in the woods. Yeah, there's like a pool of oil and there's a nude figure there, which turns out to be Nido from a few episodes ago. Um, uh, the kind of Asian looking woman who like kind of whispers. But something's going on with her eyes too. Yes. Yeah, there's something going on with her. Is there her skin eyes. covering her eyes? Like, skin, like now, broken. remind me what had happened. Was she the one that flew off into oblivion? Remember when he saw her? Was was that was that her? I remember she was like leading him around, and yeah, yeah, that might have, and maybe this is where she ended up. Maybe this is where she ended Guy up. Guy Dudeman, let us know. <laughs> oh, can I tell you, um, uh, one of my friends, um. Katie, who by the way listens to the cast. So hey Katie, what Katie. up, girl? Um, I'm sorry, I'm your boss. Um, hey Katie, how are you doing today? Way to be productive. Um, she had an interesting theory. She asked me if Guy Dudeman was a real person, or did we just call all of our emails Guy Dudeman? <laughs> Which is such a funny idea that like we just say like every message comes from Guy Dudeman. <laughs> she goes, Is Guy Dudeman a real person? I said, Oh yeah, Guy Dudeman's oh, yeah. as as real as you get, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then at, by the way, I love Andy in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Andy in this whole episode, but particularly, like, I don't know what I would do in this situation, but what Andy chooses to do in this situation is run to this woman's side and take her hand. 
Mm-hmm. And he's not turned off by the weirdness of the situation or the fact that there's like skin growing over her eyes and the fact that she's like huskily whispering to him. Like he's just like trying to provide some sort of comfort to this person. And all the other guys are like, what is going on? <laughs> and maybe that's why Andy is kind of chosen in this next moment because it turns 2.53, which was the time that they were alerted to. um, And a spiral forms in the air. We've seen this before. Um, But this time, kind of a white light kind of emits from the spiral. And then Andy, and Andy is like staring into it. And then he disappears. And he appears in wherever this is, wherever the giant is, whether this be the White Lodge or wherever this is, um, and the giant introduces himself, finally, I am the fireman. Is that, is that uh, the sign? Oh yeah, fireman, like, like the badge on their helmet, fireman. Nice, Uh, nice. It is Um, nice. Yeah. Highlight his name for me, please. You got it. He's the fireman. And then, something appears in Andy's hands uh, and like smoke comes out of the thing Mm -hmm. and then it kind of rises into this like skylight. The smoke rises, brother. (laughs) And then Andy kind of looks into the smoke and he sees several images. He sees the faceless female figure. Mm -hmm. Um, He sees Bob. He sees that weird like uh, gas station where all the woodsmen hang out. He sees like that main woodsman that we saw in episode eight. He sees electrical wire. He sees the girl running at Twin Peaks High School, which is in, I think, the very first episode of Twin Peaks. He sees red curtains. He sees Laura. He sees angels. And then he sees Nido. And then he sees Cooper kind of break into two Coopers. And um, he also sees himself leading Lucy like down a hallway. Mm -hmm. And then he sees an electrical pole, um, the one with the number six on it, which I think we've seen before in Twin Peaks. Um, And then Andy disappears after like being shown all of these like images. And then our team is back at Jack Rabbit's palace and they're kind of like they're kind of like well it shows them kind of walking around like and there's multiples of them like time has yeah time has kind of been a little wonky for them right and now they're back there was something that I was going to say about that oh quick question the woodsman do we just yeah. know that they're called the woodsman because of the credits I think so I no one's called them the woodsman like he didn't go so. got a light I'm the woodsman <laughs> got a light I'm the woodsman <laughs> I love the got a light, got a light. Okay. Okay. That was my only question I had about that. But yeah, they're all walking around and then. And then um, Andy appears and he's holding the woman in his arms and he tells them we have to take her Mm -hmm. down the mountain. She's very important. People want her dead. Don't tell anyone about this. Andy's a hero, right? That's a baller move. Yeah. And the rest of the guys are just kind of like, what happened here? Like, what happened? Hawk's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, then we see that they're getting her, like, settled 
in the jail. I, I wish that they had like a nicer place to keep her. Um, but I guess this is the most secure kind of because people place. want her dead. Yeah, this is kind of the most secure secret place they can keep her. So they lock her up and Lucy gives her some pajamas that she has. She's had in her locker for a while. And then Chad is also in a jail cell, which I realize they arrested him. So I don't know why, you know, that's a shocker. But there he is. And he's and there's another guy. And his face is all messed up. He doesn't look great. He doesn't look well at all. And he doesn't sound well either. He's just repeating things like whatever people say to him, he repeats it, which that sounds a lot like Dougie Cooper. I was just about to say that. That, that, That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. um, So I don't know like how much we want to look into that. But um, uh, and then there's this scene. Oh, gosh, because she's making this like chattering whimpering noises Mm. like that's how she communicates and he is like repeating it back to her and then chad is mocking them and so everyone is just making these like noises and i hate this scene so much it like hurts my head um i kind of liked it because it was driving chad not so and i was like this is what you get buddy this is what you get that's true. Chad is miserable in this scene. Chad is he's putting the pillow over his head. We should at least we should at least give thanks for that. Oh, um, don't forget that Andy also says, You are a very bad person. You're a disgrace the cops. Or you give cops right. a good cops, a bad name. Bad yeah. name. And and uh, Lucy got a look of pride on her face. I think again, he might get a little special surprise when he gets okay. home. Oh, punky. <laughs> I remembered. Um, back in the Great Northern, we see what James has been up to lately. Ooh. James, or Jimmy, as he's referred to in the scene, is a security guard at the mm-hmm. Great Northern. Good and- for him hanging out with another one of his security guard co-workers whose name is Freddie. And Freddie is wearing a green glove and he is trying to crack open. Oh, I think that's a, is that a walnut? Um, oh, it's a, the nut of the wall, the walnut. A walnut. And, but he's too strong. He keeps breaking, like just smashing it into <laughs> little pieces. Um and uh, so they, they're chatting and uh, they're going to go to the roadhouse after this shift that they're working. And James really hopes that Renee will be there. And, and Freddie's like, yeah, well, you know, she's married, right? <laughs> I mean, we know James has a history with married ladies, right? Sure does. And James says it's his birthday today. And he wants to know for his birthday, he would like Freddie to tell him the story of why he wears that glove. Um, Because Freddie claims that he can't take the glove off. And um, so he's also not supposed to talk about where the glove came from, but James persuades him to tell the story. And the story that Freddie tells is that he was home in London. By the way, Freddie has a thick british accent amanda um, said a um not a good accent oh no <laughs> that's what she said i liked it though amanda thinks it was a fake accent and not a good one but 
I didn't even, I, I just presumed that this actor was British. I wonder if he's not. Now I'm going to look it up. Freddie. I don't know. I mean, I told Amanda, I said, whether it's a good accent or not, I don't know. But whatever it is, it's deliberate. You know, like, I mean, like, like David Lynch, you know. He is British. Ah. Now, that doesn't mean that that's mm. his normal accent. They gave him kind of like a, he has like a kind of a cockney English accent that might not be his like normal English accent but that actor is English so I feel like he knows a little bit about British accents so but you know what Amanda has watched a lot of period dramas so she knows her <laughs> yeah maybe she does yeah that's you know what that's a very good point I forgot Amanda is pretty much an act uh, an expert on period dramas <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was home in London six about six months ago and he, he's out with his friends, he's, they're bar hopping, and then he gets this weird feeling as he's going down this alleyway towards his home, and that he's wasting his life, and that he um, should be helping people. Um, and so he decides to jump onto a stack of boxes, and then suddenly he's like sucked into a vortex, and he's floating like out in space. And, um, and then he meets the fireman and the fireman instructs him to go to his local hardware store and that he's going to find a pack of gloves that are open Mm -hmm. and that he should purchase that pack of gloves and put, put one of them on and that it's going to give him, uh, great strength. This uh, next Marvel movie is going to be crazy good. I can't <laughs> wait to see. Can you imagine like, like it's the Eternals and here's Gardening Glove Man. Freddy. <laughs> here's Freddy. Oi, I'm Freddy. I'm ready to bust you up. <laughs> it's a great destiny. Given a glove by the fireman. <laughs> so uh, Freddy does just that. Mm-hmm. but the cashier does not want to sell him an open pack of gloves he's quite insistent insistent upon it and um uh uh freddie is very dismissive of this cashier he calls him a job's worth um just basically like from what i can understand like a buzz kill basically <laughs> like doesn't let you do what you want to do yeah. like someone who, who uses the tiny bit of power that they've got to like ruin yeah. their day yeah um so he just like leaves money on the counter and gets out of there and puts the glove on and then the jobs worth kind of follows after him trying to stop him he turns around and punches him and it's like seems like he, he cracked his yeah. what did he say it cracked his london cracked his i forget cracked his jordy he uses some slang it's, but a, it's think- a person's name it's like i thought i cracked i cracked his jeffrey no it wasn't jeffrey <laughs> no i don't remember it was something exactly what it was but and i remember like oof ouch his jeffrey <laughs> then he remembers oh the fireman also told him to go to twin peaks washington and to um to find his destiny Mm -hmm. and (laughs) james is like wow that's a really great story and he's like why do you think you were chosen and james seems he's like wow thank you yeah you know like i mean it is a good story yeah and freddie's like oh i asked the fireman why me and the fireman said why not me and when i went to buy my ticket there was i already had one um and then he tells then he reminds james that they have to um check the furnace 
So James goes to check the furnace. Oh, Rosie's back here now. There she is. I'm looking at her. Back here now. She's licking something. Looking hey, up ghost, ghost goop. Rosie. <laughs> oh, she, there's something good on that floor. Can't hear me either. That's the other thing. It's like Rosie. Hey, Rosie. Oh yeah, she can't hear a thing. She's deaf and blind. I love my dog. Anyway, <laughs> deaf and blind, but aware of all of the. Parents. All she can see are ghosts. That's all she can see. <laughs> She's tormented by the ghosts of your house. <laughs> Um, anyways, we're laughing about this now, but as soon as we're done podcasting, I'm gonna like wrap myself in a blanket and like be really scared. And the ghosts will get you. <laughs> Go. Blood so James is checking the furnace and he hears the tone, the great tone that he's laughing at me. I'm still and- well, I'm, I was uh, sorry. Good test. Can you give me directions <laughs> to the new library? I still <laughs> No. I don't know where it is. No. Can I donate these? <laughs> <laughs> Do you accept 100 moldy geographics? <laughs> they would be good for a craft. Don't you think they would be good for a craft? <laughs> you don't know why that's funny if you do if you know you know that's all i'm gonna say you know you get it (laughs) um james here's that tone down in the furnaces um and then we uh we are transported to elk's point wait 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 take a break what tone the tone remember that Ben and Beverly also heard a tone. Oh, yes. I never even made that connection. Isn't it the same tone inside the furnace? Tone? Tone. Tone. <laughs> yeah. Or noise. I mean, or it, probably sound, is, it probably it is. is the same tone. Oh, a I never train. even made that. Oh, wait, because he is at the Great Northern. He's oh, at the Great Northern, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, So I'm wondering if this is the origin of the tone, if it's, like, coming from the front. These Marvel movies are really <laughs> speaking about all the barrel. The origin of the tone. And you're like, oh, God. Phase six isn't as good as the other ones. Um, I never, I didn't even make that connection, so I'm so glad we're doing this cast. I think it is the same tone, but it didn't occur to me at the time. I thought it was just creepy boiler noises, you know? Elk's point number nine bar, Sarah Palmer <sighs> takes a seat at the bar, orders a Bloody, Bloody Mary, uh, lights up a cigarette, and there's this guy across the bar who mm. is looking at her. I, I mentioned him at the last Council of Men. I apologize. <laughs> I, I, I Please apologize on his behalf. I, I tried to offer a citation against him and, uh, you know, my my it was denied. He's not a great representative of of, of, of mankind, men. of men, <laughs> of humans. He is rotten. He approaches Sarah. He tries to run some game. She is not interested. Yeah. I feel like she starts off really polite. She's like, mind your own business, please. Please go sit where you were sitting before. I don't want you sitting next to me. And he does not take the hint. In fact, he's like, it's a free country. I can say whatever I want to you. You must be a lesbian since you're not responding to my pickup line. 
he speaks very aggressively to her. I will not repeat the things that he says to her. Please do not. And then Sarah takes her face off. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like a hand. There's a hand in her face. And then there's a big smile smile in her face. face. And it says, you don't want to F with this, right? And then she, she puts her face back on. And then she like headbutts the guy. And like, wait, did she headbutt him? I think, oh, I thought she bit his neck out. Well, I, it's hard to tell what happened. But she has no blood on her. Because she has no blood like around her mouth. Or you would think if she, because his, his neck is just like ripped open and there's blood everywhere. He dies. He dies right there on the floor of the bar. And she's, she like, I, her, she lunged towards him, but she's not got any blood. So I don't know what happened. Yeah. And then the bartender, <sighs> I thought this was really weird. He like immediately suspects that she's done something. <laughs> <laughs> Like if I ever if I'm ever walking around and I see a guy like with his neck hanging out, I'm like, excuse me, you, you <laughs> old lady, I bet you old woman. It, obviously, you had something who who is screaming like, uh, and now we know that the scream is an act. Like she she knows. Wait, what, do you think so? Oh, do you think she had like an out of body? Well, she's doing a little bit of like earlier when she was kind of talking to herself and stuff. She Remember? did. However, the, grocery store. the thing that makes me think she's aware of what's going on is because the bartender is like, "Do you do you have something to do with this?" Like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, and she's like, "Sure is a mystery, huh?" Uh, like, she like, goes, like, fell, she's yeah. like, "He just fell over." He goes, "Without half his neck." <laughs> and she's just like, mm-hmm. "Um, highlight this. Uh, highlight her opening her face because we've seen someone else open their face before, right?" have i think the only other person we've seen open their face before is laura excellent highlight that too please okay. what you just said i like highlight everything highlight rosie highlight this world <laughs> highlight my mind i am the highlighter highlight right now look at her she's oh like, you are yeah that's very really good at, oh see now she's relaxing she moved she's oh. too busy looking at what is uh what do they say in in um in Scooby Doo? It's not Jeepers. They say something like oh, they, Jinkies. Jinkies. That's a Jinkies. That's what I think of every time she does it. Um, uh, at the Roadhouse. <laughs> God, it's a wonderful place. The Roadhouse is exhausting to me. Um, these girls are in a booth and they're talking. They're talking about stuff. I didn't even bother to write any of it down until. One of them says, hey, I haven't seen Billy in a few days. And I heard that you were the last to see him. And so this girl starts saying, yeah, I did see him. He was in my kitchen. And like we were in our kitchen and we saw him jump the fence and like run. Six feet up. Six feet or 12 feet. Huge fence. He jumped it. He ran like full speed into the kitchen with us. And he had blood coming out of his nose and mouth. Is that Billy? saw in the jail that's what i think that's what i'm guessing we that's saw what i'm guessing that's where billy's been and that's yeah. why no one's seen him for days he's just in the jail repeating himself uh not receiving any medical care which is very confusing i mean he's bleeding on the floor yeah there's a, would... the camera panned down and showed us a big a puddle you could splash yeah. in it 
Yeah, and she mentions there was also a puddle like after he <gasps> left their house. A puddle? And there was a puddle in the cell. Yeah. And there was a puddle in the woods. There was a puddle in the woods. I don't know if it was a blood though. The puddle in the woods? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> puddle in the woods would be like a good name for a band, but with a puddle with a what kind of band is Puddle in the Woods? How about or maybe it's just called Blood Puddle. That's like Blood a like a that's like a heavy metal band. I got a today I grabbed a book from our book sale area, like our, you yeah. know, from donations. I think it's called like bleeding planet or something and i read the back the premise i think it's like a horror movie and the the or the horror book and the premise is that all around the world blood starts coming out of the earth like the earth starts bleeding and then big like hair follicles start coming out of the earth too and i was like uh i'm on board (laughs) you love it (laughs) i love it i i love that i I mean i haven't even picked it up yet but i read the back and i was like that is a a kid, well, it's not to be like this. I haven't read it because maybe it's not great at all. I don't know. But I love this idea of like, like not to get super real, but like, hey, we're humans. We're not really doing a great job taking care of the planet. Now let's pretend we are the parasites that it seems like we are on an actual living thing. You know, like, I don't know. I think that's really cool. Anyway, um, this scene. <laughs> yeah, this scene. Um, and uh, so then, like, Billy bolted, they clean up his blood, and then Lissy sings Wild Wild West, um, and then uh, the credits roll. Wait, 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 wait. Aren't you rolling over something really important? What happened? What, what am I missing? She goes, oh, I think Billy had a thing with my mom, too. Oh, that's right. And her mom is Tina. Yeah, but that's a veer, right? Huh? Oh, well, because she goes, didn't you, she goes, she's telling this whole thing about Billy, and she goes, oh, and I think my mom had a thing with Billy, the way she smiled, and she goes, and then I'm thinking her mom is Audrey. Audrey, that's right. But but that's the thing, Tess, I didn't know that, so we have to pretend we're, this is the first viewing, right? So I think that whole scene, thank you, I think that whole scene was meant to make us think that that was Audrey, like a connection. Because in the show, a lot of things have been connecting, right? Like I was very- There is a connection to Audrey in that apparently Charlie called and spoke to Tina. That that was one of the names that was mentioned during the crazy conversation between Audrey. Billy's having time with a lot of moms. Yeah, it sounds like Billy's getting around. Billy's living the dream, am I right? I did write that down and I did skip over it. That 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 was actually- with her mom tina question yeah. not not to get dramatic but that was one of my favorite not to because i was like whoa whoa slow it down i'm about to report you um but the <laughs> um but that was one of my favorite moments of the episode because oh, it was wow. a, it was a veer because i because this episode's about things kind of connecting right because we've got these different storylines and now cole is talking to truman right you know we see yeah. that kind of happening we see people going to the woods and now we're seeing we're, we're getting we not follow up but like we're there's a connection between Jane right. and Diane. That's exactly right. And we're seeing, we, we're learning the origin of the beginning of the Blue Rose. And we're learning about um, uh, the, the beginning of the cases with Cole. And we now we know a little bit more about Jeffries. We're finding out that the fireman is actually like trying to kind of interfere in the world in a way. He's mm-hmm. like speaking to Andy. He's speaking to Freddie. We're, we're meeting Nida again, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of connections. And then, and then 
they were like, oh, and she's Audrey. No, she's not. That's her mom's <laughs> name is Tina. Like, I thought that was what we were doing. It was really good. A good moment. Okay. Sorry. Um, and that's the end of the episode. It is, um, this episode was uh, dedicated to the memory of David mm. Bowie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think we should probably get into the mysteries. There were many of them. There were a lot. There were a lot. Let's uh, uh, get, oh, oh, I forgot. I wanted to play a fun game with you here. Give me a second. Okay. I'm going to start the mystery music first though. Okay. that was mystery man played by royalty free music i've been really into like old like like music um lately there's this channel on youtube by this guy called jake westbrook you should check him out if you like uh just classic retro tunes like from the like like 40s 50s oh yeah i've been really into like old tiny like vintage music lately anyways um are you ready or no you had a game for me i do have i know it's so weird so i thought of this we've been listening to these different segment musics for how long tess three or four years yeah a while um i'm playing a fun game called what is the newest comment on this YouTube <laughs> clip. A YouTube clip is called Royalty Free Music, M- Mystery Man. I'm going to click sort by newest, <laughs> just for funsies. Yeah, yeah, this is a fun game. I like okay, it. Okay, let's see. Newest one is... Here we go. Newest one is from five years ago, and it's from a person named Leslie. It says, I use this here, and there's a link. Thanks, Pedro. Keep up the good work, smiley face. So there we go. Apparently, this was oh the the YouTube channel that this is from is called Music by Pedro. So, thank oh, you very hey, much, Pedro. You know Pedro, there we go. Love and okay. kindness to you, Pedro, wherever you are. Love and kindness, and and um, may may your may your life be filled with um, cherry blossoms and 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 fine fine flavors, my friend. <laughs> cherry blossoms and fine flavors. I love it. Of course, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I'm all ready to answer all these mysteries. All right, so the first oh, one... Oh, did you highlight Tina, by the way? No, but I can't. I almost forgot. I'm so, is it too late? Can I get it in? Oh, I got it in. Thank God. Oh, I thought is I missed Is there anything Tina. else? Any other mysteries you wanted me to... You are so here? sweet. You could have easily been like, no, shut up. Um, No, I think I'm good. Thank you. Okay, so the first highlight I have is... um. Sheriff Truman's backstory, Sheriff Frank Truman's backstory. Okay. As we go through these mysteries, there's going to be a theme here. Okay. I think Sheriff Truman doesn't have a backstory. Do you know why? Because he was created for this television show because Michael Antkeen would not come back to the, to do the show. That's exactly right. Gotcha. Okay. But I think that's in canon too. Yeah. Okay. Because it's a TV show, right? Yeah. And I think... Well, no, it's just like this, this episode is very much in like uh-huh. with your theory about, about anyways, I'll let you. It, it, it is not a competition. I don't do it for the glory. <laughs> I don't do it for the glory. All I got to say is when I watched this episode, I was like, oh, they're about to realize they're in a show, right? Like you saw it too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. There were multiple times. Um, it, is, um, it is so interesting doing this podcast with you because I feel like there are so many theories about Twin Peaks, the return, and a lot of them have to do a what 
spoiler dove, we won't discuss what they have to do with Thank it. God. We're finished with the show. We can talk about all the different Oh, things. you know be fun is maybe when we're done with the show, the return, we can do one final like this was the thing, like this is what people thought kind of thing. Because we yeah, don't want to, I don't yeah. want to have my eyes picked up, but afterwards it'll be fine. Yeah. So there were a lot of theories about this show, but I feel like your theory is not one that I heard a lot. And so I am I am like loving watching the show through that lens like through that context because anyways i i just think it's really interesting i was um, gonna say that i think yeah so he he didn't exist in when so basically in twin peaks the original harry s truman did not have a brother right that's what i'm saying this character was created because that actor didn't want to come back and do the show and they needed they thank needed you sheriff and i guess in a way in a little dark way since that actor didn't want to come back the god of this universe i guess gave, him, Lynch, a sickness. gave him the sickness yeah oh my goodness <laughs> i mean they could do whatever they want right like i guess yeah. they also decided to kill laura they decided to do everything right it's it's such so interesting right <laughs> oh my gosh okay. all right so uh the next highlight is i'm like the blue rose the the dying words of lois duffy uh, yes i was thinking about something and then i lost it created the, oh a little bit of a thing so yeah um tammy by the way great scene she said that it's something unnatural something that doesn't exist in this world however the Blue Rose probably exists in a world, right? You can grow blue roses in Animal Crossing. <laughs> Are you still playing Animal Crossing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to ask something stupid. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I've been meaning to go back into my town and just see like what nonsense it looks like because I'm sure well, it's in terrible I shape. Say, I will say it's a fair question. I did stop playing for several months. I didn't play. So basically well I saw you at the AA group, the animal, the ACA, Animal Crossing Anonymous. I saw you there, you know. So basically like all throughout lockdown I played obsessively. Um when I broke my ankle mm. I played obsessively. But when I finally like went back to work full time, I realized I didn't really have the time to play it. And so um, I set it aside and then I wanted to go back to it, but I felt guilty because I'd, I'd not been to my island for so long. I was like, I don't want to go. There's going to be weeds everywhere. People are going to leave too. There's going to be cockroaches in my house. All my villagers are going to be like, what? I thought you were dead. Where have you been this whole time? Um, so I didn't want to, like, I kind of, I wanted to play, but I also didn't want to like open up the game. Cause I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt guilty, but then they put out, they put out this big update and they it also, they put out a new DLC, um, the happy home, whatever. Makeover. Uh, yeah. And, and well, it's, they have this new DLC where you can, uh, where you can have like a resort archipelago and you can like decorate all the houses. And I was like, okay, that sounds fun. And so I downloaded the upgrade. I downloaded the DLC and I'm back in it. And in a big way, I'm like, have you, <laughs> like have you contacted your sponsor? Everything. Have you contacted your sponsor? So you're in the meeting and you're like, so anyway, uh, uh, Tom Nook, he's like, no, no, stay strong, man. He goes, but Tom Nook. <laughs> You see the bells. I mean, I mean, I got to make all the bells. 
my favorite thing to do in the game is go mm-hmm. and get coffee at Brewster's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All you do is you go and you sit down. He <laughs> asks if you want coffee. You pay 200 bells for a cup of coffee. And there's this like animation. You would love it, Leaf. You would love it of him like slowly pouring a coffee for you. And then he, he asks if you want milk in it. And then he like slowly pours the milk in there. And then he pushes it across the counter to you. And he suggests that you drink it right away while it's good and hot, which Dale Cooper would approve of. And then you drink your coffee and then you make some sort of comment about how like really good it is. And then you just leave. And that's. <laughs> I love that. I love it so much. Animal Crossing is so good. Anyways. <laughs> Where are we at? We're talking about we're animal talking crossing, about right? blue roses and whether or not they exist. Oh, and I'm just saying they could exist in a world, you know. So, yeah. just like it's unnatural in our world, it could exist. Like for example, it's a TV show, so hell, you know, maybe there are blue roses, or maybe a man could punch another man's head till it collapses with one punch. In our world, I just looked it up. Um, naturally, blue roses do not exist in our world yeah florists can produce blue hued roses by placing roses in dye so they can dye a rose blue but the blues are, blue roses don't naturally exist in our world which might be different from the world of twin peaks which yeah. might be different from any other world okay. um now uh the window washer did you have a theory about the window washer yeah, the problem about this our podcast is I have a theory and then I forget what it is. Oh, was, no. oh the squeaking of the yeah. thing. I think it sounded like the squeaking from the fireman's um thing as well. His his little speaker. Hmm. Remember his little speaker? The, like, isn't that, yeah, isn't that how the show started? You know? Yeah, that is how it started. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the, the fireman is trying to contact. Cole I think because we think you and I I think that we think that Cole is one of the special people like Coop and I think he's been trying to contact him we know that he tried to suck him up Mm, into the vortex into the vortex that's exactly right and he would have but Albert was just away Albert was outside of the range of its effect I think all of our boys in the woods they were all within the range of the effect so they couldn't do anything you know um, there was no one to see them in there to pull them out. Um, but I think I think the fireman was just getting Andy. And I think the fireman's trying to get Cole. And I think he's trying to cont- contact him through other methods. And I think that squeaky is him trying to talk to him. So mm-hmm. I kind of thought that the when Cole saw the vortex, that it was sort of like a like a bad thing. Oh. But maybe, maybe not. Maybe you're maybe you're right. I don't know. Who knows? Um, Who knows? The shadow. Our next. Ooh. Okay. Our next. Our next highlight is the Monica Bellucci dream. I mean, this is the this is the biggest moment, right? Yeah. This is it. I mean, I'll just say the thing we're all thinking is that he was having a dream that he was David Lynch, right? Having lunch with Monica Bellucci. Because how would Gordon Cole know? Monica Bellucci, who is an actress in our universe, obviously Gordon Cole wouldn't know her, but David Lynch probably would know her. Have you or anyone, I'm sure someone has, does David Lynch, is he friends with Monica Bellucci? 
Like, is there is there an instance in this world, our world, where David Lynch and Monica Bellucci and um, uh, Cooper actor, what's his name? Coop actor. Kyle McLaughlin. All had lunch together in Paris. Um, it it's, it's happening right now. It's, <laughs> it's quite possible. Um, and I I don't think David Lynch. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone, email us in. Guy Dudeman, best friend Chris, whoever. I don't um, believe partner that, dude partner partner, partner dude, dude human. human. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't believe that Monica Bellucci has been in any David Lynch joints. Um, however, <laughs> I will say this: Monica Bellucci, as we have discussed, is a very beautiful woman. And I think we all know that David Lynch likes to be in the presence of beautiful women. Um, also, um, is Monica Bellucci French? No, she's Italian. Italian. Yeah. I was thinking that beautiful French lady. Oh, true. That's yeah. True. I was yeah. wondering if that's a something there. They're related. Yeah. I didn't see her. Sh- I didn't see Monica's shoes. That would have helped me out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I think he was having a dream, and in that dream, he's connecting to the real life David Lynch, you know. Um, and if he's David Lynch's doppelganger in the Twin Peaks world, then he's a very important character because his doppelganger in our world is their god, right? Okay, so I have to read to you something from the Upanishads. Are you familiar with the Upun- Upanishads? No. They are a, um, a text. Um, they are, I believe, um, Sext? it's, it's Hinduism, okay. uh, and, and possibly Buddhism. It's from India, the Upanishads and this, the, the, the quote that she says specifically about the dreamer within the dream Real quick, what did you want to say about that quote? Oh, no, that's okay. I was just going to say the dreamer within the dream is is him, right? Him, right? Okay. Yeah, like like the dreamer within the dream is David Lynch created a character that's inside someone else's dream who is also the person who created the, the show. Yeah, so to repeat what she said, we are like the dreamer who dreams then lives inside the dream. Um, and so in the Upanishads, there is a, um, a story that this quote comes from, and it goes like this. Look, Balaki, the king said, do you see that spider? Yes, said Balaki. By the way, if I am mispronouncing that, I apologize. I see the spider moving along its web. We are like the spider, said the king. We weave our life, then move along in it. We are like the dreamer who dreams and then lives in the dream. This is true for the entire universe. That is why it is said, having created the creation, the creator entered into it. This is true for us. We create our world, then enter into that world. We live in the world that we have created. Mm. When our hearts are pure, then we create the, be- the beautiful, enlightened life that we wish to have. And when, because I looked it up, because because Gordon Cole says that she said the ancient phrase, and I was like, I've never heard this phrase before. So I looked it up to see if it was indeed an ancient phrase, and it is. And I would think that David Lynch would come across this phrase in his 
I mean, he, he is a spiritual man. He's oh, yeah. meditation. And I feel like in his kind of meditative journey, he probably came across this phrase and it really resonated with him. Um, however, like to your theory, it fits perfectly because especially that line about the creator entering its creation, because mm-hmm. David Lynch created the show and then he's in the show. And then yeah. not only is he in the show, but like he's in the show. Like it's not just that he's playing a character, but now in this dream, it's basically it's basically him. It's basically him watching his own creation because Mm -hmm. then he watches a scene from fire walk with me that's Mm -hmm. like a scene that we've already seen yeah i mean i am i solved it so you're welcome i don't know (laughs) what to say i solved it Uh, can you imagine if david lynch was like he solved it i'll tell everyone the answer now Um, i've been waiting for one person to know the answer he did it there's a really uh, there's a really good um, article on the website 25 years later, which um, if you are a Twin Peaks fan, you are probably familiar with that website. I'll, I'll tweet out this article. It doesn't really have any spoilers because I believe this article was written like as this yeah as this uh, like episode came out. Oh, cool. Um, so uh, I, I'll, I'll triple check it and make sure there's no spoilers so that a dub doesn't peck anyone's eyes out. Thank but you. Um, but it was it was a really good article about like the use of that of that quote within um, within this. And also it also mentions tulpas, which is something that um, exists uh, within that kind of uh, Eastern philosophy. Um, there's a, a book called Magic and Mystery in Tibet in which an uh, explorer talks about the tulpa. Tulpa is a thought form, a manifestation of intent in human form of our imagination. Once the tulpa is in, endowed with enough vitality to be capable of playing the part of a real being, it tends to free itself from its maker's control. Tibetan magicians also relate cases in which a tulpa is sent to fulfill a mission and does not come back and pursues its own peregrinations as a half-conscious, dangerously mischievous puppet, which I thought was such a great quote because I was like, who is a dangerously mischievous puppet if not Mr. C or Booper, yeah, Booper. as we call him? Um, so yeah, I will, I will post this article on our twitter feed which is at same team y'all if you would like to uh read that article but yeah this was this was the scene this is called this is called a breakthrough (laughs) a breakthrough we did it um do you have anything more to say about it or do you want to move on to the next highlight next highlight i think we've covered it highlight is um you wanted to say something about the sandwiches that they chose oh yeah i think andy's just i think he's taken off meat i I think he's uh decided to go the vegetarian route and i think he's a little embarrassed about it because he's around a bunch of macho meat eater guys and that's why they were like who ordered just cheese he was like i did you know i bet he didn't seem embarrassed about his cheese eating like i remember someone (laughs) do not point a finger at me 
didn't want to order a vegetarian meal at a training that we went to, even though I highly encouraged him to just go ahead and come out of the vegetarian closet. I was in the, I was in the vegetarian closet. It was just, it was vegetables all around me and I was in the closet and uh, yeah, that was a while ago. What training was that? It was a long time ago. It was at um, it was at one of those cultural showcases we went to to oh, like that's right. for the summer. Yeah, that's right. Oh, so much fun! I it don't get invited so to those fun. anymore. I don't get. Oh, well, they haven't had one for a while. Oh, have they? No more yeah. culture in that area. And uh, yeah, <laughs> well, there's no culture during the pandemic. Culture has ended. Culture <laughs> has ended. Um, except for um, virus cultures. I don't know how that works. The um. What was I going to say? Yeah, I was. You're right. I should be more like Andy. So Andy, so what you're saying is you think that Andy might be in the closet. You recognize it because you <laughs> recognize him as a as a fellow as a fellow not meat eater. I think. I think. You know. Andy didn't seem embarrassed. He was like, "I ordered the cheese sandwich." Yeah, like yeah. he actually was like, "Give it to me right now." Give me. I want some cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, did you have a theory about why Chad was arrested? Um, yes. So they've been watching him for a long time, right? I don't think just, I don't, I don't think just the cops were watching him. Do you think David Lynch was watching him? Tell the listeners what I'm doing. Oh, oh, you're doing the like, thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm trying to remember the thing. Yeah. I think it was the Bookhouse boys because we haven't seen the Bookhouse boys, have we? We have not seen the bookhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen bookhouse boys. We've seen characters that we know are members of the bookhouse boys, but we haven't been to the bookhouse. They haven't done their secret little yeah. little uh the bookhouse sign. boys. That's another good band name. We're the bookhouse boys. <laughs> I like the movie boys of the Z. Boys, we're the back, we're the bookhouse boys to men. <laughs> the bookhouse anyway. Um, yeah, I think it was bookhouse boy business. I think they were watching them. They caught it and oh, he is arrested. I like it. So Thank that you. explains why they didn't just outright tell him. Because, like, I don't think you can just arrest yeah. somebody and not tell them. Can you imagine? You're like, what are the charges? You know. Ah. I, think, I think you know. You got me. <laughs> no, this is more of like a vigilante citizen's arrest. That's what that. it feels like. Yeah. I like yeah. It. I mm-hmm. like it. Um, he deserves it. Um, <laughs> Let's see what else did we highlight. I have you highlight. We probably haven't gotten there yet. Did I have you highlight the guy in the cell that we think might be Bobby? Billy. 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 Um, no, you did not have me highlight that guy. Do you want to talk is, about is that it, guy? Is it too late to no, highlight it? No, okay. Let's go ahead and talk about him. Is it the right time or am I too ahead? Did I pull it uh, ahead? Well, first you wanted to talk about the fireman. Yes. Okay. So the fireman. Um I think that is the name that he has because communicating with us is difficult, right? Like time is different. His language is different. Just everything's different. And I think he's using the name fireman because it's the closest word he knows of ours to describe what he is trying to do. And what he's trying to do is what a fireman do help people and put out fires. And I think in this case, the fire is Bob. And also we what walk with me? We a fire walk with me. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so then that's why I asked about the woodsman. Cause I was like, did we make up that name or is that there? So then I asked myself, what does a woodsman do? Right. A woodsman cuts wood. <laughs> and 
profits off the earth? I don't know. There's might be something there, you know? Anyway. Um, I thought it was interesting that when he introduces himself as the fireman, um, and my mind, because it's me, I immediately went to... Um, Sexy fireman. I know. No, 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 no. Are you familiar with Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate... Oh, I am. Yes. Um, and if you recall, the um, kind of secret society that exists within it is called the VFD, which, spoiler alert, for the series of unfortunate events if you were ever planning to read all 13 of those books that were written for children um, you you might have an unfortunate event coming up in the form of a spoiler since it's not a spoiler for twin peaks i'm allowed to say that vfd you come to find out stands for volunteer fire department except they're not putting out physical fires per se although they will if they have to they're putting out like a metaphorical fire. So they're helping people. Like mm-hmm. that's the point of the VFD is to kind of like secretly help people. Um, and um, so when the giant says he's the fireman, I was like, he's in the VFD. The <laughs> whole like time. Fireman. Um, Cause I, and I always say that I always use the phrase putting out fires because um, I often feel like sometimes when I get to work, I often feel like I have to start putting out fires mm-hmm. immediately. And like, I always, I have a tradition in which I arrive at work and then I text my husband that I arrived at work um, just to let him know that I, cause Brett worries about me. So I let him know I'm safe. I'm at work. Everything's fine. But sometimes I forget. And then he'll text me and be like, are you putting out fires right now? <laughs> and I'll be like, yes. How did you know? Everything was on fire when I arrived. Yeah, I came in and there was someone out sick and there was a schedule problem and there's a school bus exactly. in the front yard for some reason. And So the fireman is in, that's what you think. Also, he's putting out metaphorical fires. Gotcha. Um, wait, okay. wait, no, no. Literal fires. Yes, literal and metaphorical fires. Is Bob a metaphorical fire? I mean, he's a... I don't know. (laughs) That's a good look on your face. Like, I mean, he's not a fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, isn't he? (laughs) I guess he's not a fire. You're right. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. He's not Um, made of fire. Now let's talk about the guy that you think is probably Billy in the South yeah so i think billy in the cell is another good name for them um i think that's billy and i think billy is like uh has someone inside him like dougie who's repeating and stuff like that and i think billy is somehow fighting it or someone heard him there's something that happened off screen that we don't know about and he's in that cell um now the thing about billy though is i think something's happening to him as far as like his story is being rewritten because I really think when those, and this is me jumping ahead a little bit when those two uh, young women were talking and I thought they were leading us towards, Oh, what's your mom's name? Audrey. What's my mom? Because there's a moment there. Like they react or something, right? Like, it's not like she just says Tina. It's like, I was like, there's very ominous music in the background. (laughs) Tina. And then they look really unsettled, right? And I think that is the act of it being rewritten. So I think I think he did used to have grown-up times with Audrey, um, but that is being rewritten as the story is being told. 
Also, as far as why he's in the cell, and I mean, I guess he's in some, you know, he got arrested or something, but I don't know if the, um, well, Chad can see him. I was going to say, I don't know if our boys in tan can see him. That's a lot of blood on the floor, man. You know? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, yeah. I think his story is being rewritten around him somehow. Okay. You know, we've all been um, there. And our, our next, did you? I noticed I didn't um I didn't highlight anything about Freddie and his glove. Did you have nothing to say about that? <laughs> I mean, Tess, that's pretty straightforward. It's just a guy with a garden. No, no. Um I, one thing I do have to say about that. One thing I do have to say, and it's not a theory, but it's just an observation. We now know that the firemen like all these supernatural type things. And we've talked about this before in the show, about how this show, especially the return, constantly tells us like oh, there's more things going on than the main characters, right? Which yeah. is true for now. Like there's you and me, but there's something going on in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Man is probably just in there watching TV, right? But there's something going on there. There's yeah. a story yeah. happening that Her I'm not story. a part of. Her story is happening right Her now. Her story is happening right now. In that house right over there, I'm pointing out the window. There's someone's, yeah. their story is happening. I think oh, that's yeah. what David Lynch is happening, telling us. And I think what is happening here is that it's showing us that the firemen, is also contacting other people. And also we, is this the first time we learned of Lois too? That, no, we heard of Lois before. Tell me about Lois. Never heard of Lois before until this episode. Oh, we never have. Oh, I thought that was a, I thought that was a gargle of confirmation. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, no, was that's agreeing okay. with you. I was agreeing with yeah. you. Like, mm, yeah, well, because right. here's another thing. Like we, before. it feels like we have all the pieces, right? And in fact, normally, TV shows and movies train us to think we do have all the pieces. If there's a mystery, right? In theory, there should be clues for us to solve a mystery, right? right. Like that's how it kind of is. Or if there's a thing happening at the end of the movie, if someone beats the bad guy, it's usually a person we know. It's weird if we're like, who's that guy? I don't know. <laughs> that guy showed up and he stopped the bad guy. He's the winner, you know? Um. Uh, oh, here, wait a second. My phone, uh, I think my laptop's giving me a message. Is it unprofessional me to, for me to go grab my charger? Is that okay? Oh, if you need it so that we I don't think I do. Yeah. Um, can you do me a favor while I go get the charger for, or the, the cord for my laptop? You just entertain our, our listeners with a beautiful rendition of the, the Dare graduation song. Sure, sure. Okay, I'll, I'll be right back. Or maybe I should sing The Greatest Love of All. I don't know. That's That might be copyrighted. I believe the children are future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride. Make it easier. Let the children laugh. <laughs> I don't actually know if these are the lyrics to the song. It's Let me skip to the chorus. I decided long ago never to walk in anyone's shadow. If I fail, if I succeed, at least I'll live as I believe. No matter what they take from me, they can't take away my dignity because the greatest love of all 
is happening to me. Ooh, oof. Oh, wow. <laughs> the greatest love of all inside of Is this me. the their song? No, that was the other song that was <laughs> our graduation. I was trying to sing The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston, but I'm a really bad singer and I also don't remember the lyrics. So I'm sure we won't get copyright strike because that wasn't even. (laughs) (laughs) YouTube's like, nah, I don't know that song. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Um, What were we talking about when I had to run away? Um, What were we talking about? Oh, with the glove. It's showing us that that essentially thank you we don't have all the pieces and um this fireman's contacting other people you know and other people involved and lois we'd never even heard of this person before but apparently they went through something similar or also supernatural so i think it's like there's more going on and and david lynch has repeatedly been showing us that you know i love that theory thank you um sarah taking her face off i think somehow Bob's mom. Do we have a name for Bob's mom? Oh, the faceless female figure. Yeah. I think somehow she ended up inside Sarah Palmer. And I think that's what's going on. And I don't completely understand what's happening. Or either. Wait a second. Wait a second. There's something there. Give me one second. Give me one second. Give me one second. So we know, so I think the form, the faceless female form figure person either ended up inside Sarah Palmer or is Sarah Palmer's doppelganger. Remember we talked about this? You mean Sarah Palmer is her doppelganger? Or either one. Like, remember how I told you, like, I think that the people in the show have doppelgangers in the Black Lodge and they're... Uh yeah either either that or or somehow she ended up inside sarah palmer Um, yeah yeah because we know we've seen laura open her face right yes and you but you also said something that i want to try to confirm with you do you think that sarah is aware that this is going on i don't know maybe it's hard to tell like there there have been scenes where sarah seems disoriented yeah. And then there are other scenes where Sarah seems quite aware of what's going on around her and within her. Well, we know that Bob, he doesn't need anything he wants. And what he wants is the thing that's on the card, right? Mm-hmm. Which if we think the thing on the card is also the thing on the the map that Bob will never tell us, or that Hawk will never tell us about. Yeah. And if we think the thing on the map and the thing on the card is the faceless female form, maybe, right? Okay, right. so follow me so far. And we I'm know that Bob, you. we know that Bob wants that, right? Right? Right. We also know that Bob was in Leland Palmer, right? Yeah. And that Bob wanted to be Laura. Right. Yes. Yeah. So there's something there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She can take her face open and there's lights in there. Maybe like an angel type thing. And also Leland seemed at times to be um, aware of what was Mm -hmm. going on. And also at times to be like shocked and disgusted by what was going on. 
maybe Bob is just a part, not not necessarily like, uh, not like the son of the thing, but maybe Bob is just a part of the faint, faint female faceless figure female figure thank you so hard to say the um maybe he's just a part of it and he just wants to get back to it you know i don't know Mm. i don't know but anyway i think i think she's inside sarah uh sarah opened her face there was a big creepy smile and uh you know you don't want to f with this tore his throat out bing bing boom yep pretty also dry just pretty (laughs) also david lynch i mean from what i can tell has a very um especially in the return a very (laughs) clear-cut view of of men (laughs) right like they do not come off very well in this show i remember you like Uh mentioning a few episodes ago you're like i feel like the show has something to say about men and women and their relationships and at the time that you said it i was like does it but then like the more i watch under like like within that context like within that lens it's like oh yeah i can see like well, a lot i can and, see that and even repeating yeah yeah and even things too with like dougie too like dougie's not a bad guy but like even things like this idea of like he barely knows what's going on and his wife guides him around and then she has sex with him and you know what i mean like it's this weird right. like like he's saying he's saying something i don't know what it is and i gotta tell you as a guy um it doesn't look good for us and his view no. but which also- is fine also something about dougie versus like mr c like if they so we've seen in this episode we've seen the image of their faces being separated and like there was one cooper and now there's two coopers and if we kind of follow that line then i would argue that duper the dougie cooper is like the good cooper and Mr. C is the bad Cooper or, or the Bob Cooper, the booper. Um, and that like, are we heading towards a showdown of good versus evil? Or can we even like make a distinction between them? But like, when you think about it, what we all, the only things that we see duper doing like are good things. He's, making love to his wife he's eating cherry pie he's drinking coffee he's um hanging out with the mitchums and having like fun he's being a dad to sunny jim he's like doing all of this like good stuff he's having fun he's he's like this pleasurable lifestyle and and booper on the other hand all we see from him is like dark disturbing things dougie is if we take this good and evil kind of look, right, or, right, or whatever, right. I think it's more Dougie is present, right? Like Dougie has no past, like he's not worried about things and he has no future. He's not worried about the future. He just exists to the point that when he's in a car, he doesn't even think like it's time to get out of the car. Which is so interesting when you consider that David Lynch is like this big proponent of meditation, which when you are in a meditative state, you are supposed to just be kind of living in the present and experiencing your life as it is happening to you. You're getting rid of your ego, right? You're moving that part away, right? And, And so Dougie just exists and just by existing... Just by existing, not even really doing anything, because all he ever adds are things that already exist. Someone says something, he's just saying it back, right? 
you know, and, and he just says it back. And just by existing, he makes good things happen. He doesn't even want the good things to happen. They just happen. Right. 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 He's not even like aware that he's, he's not even aware. And it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. On the other hand, Booper, all we know about the most important thing is he wants, right? He wants Dougie Duper doesn't want anything. He has no wants. But he enjoys it. Remember that moment he saw his kid getting in the car and he cried. Yeah. And he watched this and he enjoys the pie. And he enjoys the sky and he enjoys the elevator, enjoys the coffee. You know what I mean? And he's making everybody's life around him better. Like mm-hmm. Janie E is happy. Mm-hmm. Sunny Jim is happy. The insurance company is flourishing. The Mitchums. Just the the casino out. lady. The what? Yeah, Mister Mister Jackpot saved yeah. that lady's yeah. life. Yeah. Tony is like reforming himself and being redeemed for all of his bad things that he's been doing. It's like just by existing, right? Like if we're to k- just take by that, literally just existing, just existing. Yeah, yeah. Like having no wants, right? And what it is, it's accepting. Like he's accepting where he's at. He's accepting what it is. And like, I guess there's sometimes he shows discomfort, like his, <laughs> I think then you have his toothbrush and he was like, Aah! or there was a time he had to pee. He had to pee real bad. I get it. Yeah. I get it. So he does experience discomfort, but I mean, the thing is, it's about, you just accept what it is. Like you can look. So here's the deal. Like there, there's this, you can look around, you can watch the news. This is the thing I struggle with. And you're like, Oh God, we have a whole podcast about this. I wish this was different. I wish that was different. I wish this is different. You got two options. You can wish it was different or you can accept that it is, which I know it's weird because in in our culture, they're like, don't be the change, right? Be the change, do the change, make this better, make the world a better place. We talked about this probably a while ago, maybe on the same team, y'all, about Freya was very confused by this. I mean, why make the world a better, why do I have to, like, why, what's wrong with the world? The world's the world. Why do I have to make, why do I have to change the world? I'm so confused by this, but as adults, we take it as granted. Like we have to change it. We have to do it. If we don't do it, something will happen. Well, here's the thing. Maybe we can't, maybe the only thing we can do is accept. Um, that just reminded me of, uh, a few years ago. You talking about Animal Crossing again? No, no, no. You remember a few years ago, the summer reading theme was build a better world. I do remember that. Um, I went to visit a school and I talked to them about the summer reading program and I was trying to get them all excited. And I was telling you about all the cool prizes they can mm, win memories. and all the fun like performances we were going to have at the library. There's going to be a musician, a magician. It's going to be so much fun. And won't you please sign up? And then at the very end, I said, does anyone have any questions? I wish we ask a room full of elementary school students if you have any questions. I love it. They're just going to ask you all kinds of things, not even related to whatever you talk to them about. One of them asked if I was allowed to have a tattoo because I have a tattoo on my arm and she could see it. And Ooh, she, was, she was judging. Concerned. Yeah, she was concerned that I wasn't allowed to have that. Um, but one of the kids asked, why should I bother to build a better world, which was the theory, <laughs> when the sun is just going to explode one day? <laughs> I mean... person of authority in your life right now i know i mean i guess you can argue that like it will but 
not in our lifetimes, hopefully. You know what I mean? Like the idea, well, once again, okay, here we go. If we take that argument and go further with Dougie, let's pretend it is going to blow up the next day. Dougie doesn't, he's still here, right? You know what I mean? Like with that reasoning, it's the right now that matters. And, and Booper is the want. I want it all. I want it. You know, also both of them, if we're still doing this comparison kind of thing, both of them are extremely strong, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, something going on there, man. Um, and then the last last uh, uh highlight I have is about um the girls talking in the booth and about Tina being that one girl's mom. Oh, that's just what I said earlier about um Billy, where um oh, okay. I think I think his mom was, or I think he was, I think her mom was Audrey at one time, and the story is being rewritten. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I th- I think her name, what's your mom's name? And she think I think she was about to say Audrey, and then Tina. Tina. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, those are all the mysteries, unless you have more to say. We did it. Um we solved it. <laughs> we solved it. We did yeah. it. Okay. Um, are you ready for uh is it quote? Yeah, quotable, quotable quotation. Quotations. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Leo Wright. I have no clue. How many? What? You texted me today. What did I text you? You texted me that you had a quote all picked out. (laughs) I do. But first, before I do that, the newest comment on this video on YouTube. Yes, please tell us. Thank you. The newest comment is from five months ago that's oh pretty recent um uh uh, hannah michaels something i love about this something about something i love about my main instrument colon it's natural timber especially when it's played by someone talented like this man the flute's timber is untouchable sometimes i take my main instrument for granted three like or five likes to that comment oh nice that's really sweet eh? yeah i do have a quote um I, I left my phone on the floor, so I had Amanda text it to me. So, oh, this is exciting. I have a text from my, uh, my boss, my branch manager. Why do I have a text from my branch manager at 8.30? What do you think? Take a guess. What do you think, Tess? Can you open tomorrow? Ooh, that's a really good one. Can you open tomorrow? Uh, maybe. We actually don't. Well, we uh, or maybe so and so called out sick. Can you do such and such thing tomorrow? Let's look at this. The library burned down. Don't come to work tomorrow. Oh, this isn't bad. Oh, this is fine. Uh, Leaf, sorry to disturb, but your auto-generated holiday time card is still not in Oracle. That's our time card system, and I'm supposed to not have to put in holidays. Can you please submit a time card for the Thanksgiving holiday, or let me know if you like me to submit it? Question mark. Thanks very much. Kissy face. <laughs> no, she didn't put a kissy face. <laughs> I should not make that joke. Like I said, I, I think some people that I work with listen to this. Um, my, my branch manager did not put a kissy face. <laughs> so funny. Um, 
Oh, I do. That's what I was doing with my phone. Thank you. I got messed up. Your quote, yes, your quote mm, quotation. I have it right got here. Distracted by the text yeah. from your boss. I did. I did. Only natural. I would also get distracted by that. Wilson, how many times have I told you this is what we do in the FBI? <laughs> I love that quote so much. It is. It is like so. I rewound it like five times because it's so like a great. He's pounding the desk comes out of nowhere like they're just chilling and then he's like this is what we do with the FBI <laughs> so uh, funny right I love it so much it's what so what funny. is your quote Tess there were a lot to choose yeah this is a good one and I had a really hard time picking one I'm gonna go with my gut instinct and I'm gonna choose a quote from Gordon Cole uh, when he comes into the room where Albert and Tammy have just had their conversation about the first Blue Rose case, and <laughs> Gordon comes in and he says, coffee time! <laughs> and I love that. He's so excited to have coffee. And I, because I am also always excited to have coffee. And in fact, um, me and uh, Elizabeth and Kit, who are the other two assistant managers at my library, we always have a coffee break in the afternoon and we call it the coffee train um, because we have to walk from our desks in a row to the staff lounge. And so at some point we decided that was the coffee train and we invite all of our coworkers on the way to join us in the coffee train. Sometimes they take us up on it. And also Elizabeth Kit and I also have matching mugs for when we have our coffee break in the afternoon. I think um, when you do the coffee train, this is the music that yeah, plays. Yeah, this is the music for it, for sure. Oh, she's doing the coffee train. Yep, coffee train! And so Gordon's just like enthusiasm about having coffee just really resonated with me. And so <laughs> that's why I chose that quote. You know what? <laughs> that is that is a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful story. And he just Thumbs up when he does it too. Come time. <laughs> Leaf, who was your MVP of this episode? Do you remember back in the day when we always said our episodes would just be like 45 minutes? Do you remember that? <laughs> Do you remember? That was before I moved though. And like, you yeah. know, this is like the only time we used to like see each other at work and we're like, hey, hey. Uh, the number one, the newest comment to um, Victory Fanfare provided by Royalty Free Sports Music by Stock Waves uh, is from uh, three months ago. Um, awesome Even. Awesome Evan 148. I have an animated series inspired by the Olympics in the works. This song is perfect for a fanfare. Oh, nice. Awesome. Evan one, four, eight. I hope your animated series inspired by the Olympics is going well. Speaking of YouTube videos that are inspired by the Olympics, mm -hmm. uh, everyone listening to this should check out gels marble runs. I've I've watched this. You've mentioned this to me before. It's very I good. I love the Marble Olympics mm -hmm. so much. I just mm -hmm. want to share that joy with everybody. Um, who did you choose as your MVP, Leaf? My MVP for this episode 
Let me think. I was so excited that I picked a quote. I hadn't picked an MVP. I'm going to ponder this. I, I know. Look at you. Oh, no. I dropped the ball. I would say it's probably, you know what? Who am I kidding? Monica Bellucci. Just because <laughs> she she gave me the privilege of looking upon her. And um, that is it, man. That's the end yeah. of that story. I um One of my favorite book series is the, the Thief series by Megan Whelan Turner. And they have not adapted this series for tv or movie um and when i was reading it i felt like they should and the actor i chose to play eugenides the thief was ben barnes who he is now too old to play eugenides the thief but he's still a fine fine actor i am prince caspian i yes. believed it i love believed him. him i, I believe so he is much. Prince caspian. that is when i cast him as eugenides yeah, yeah. um but now he's much older but still a great actor and very nice to look at if i do say so um speaking and speaking of people who are nice to look at i had cast Monica Bellucci as the queen of Atolia, mm. which if you um, read the books, she is like kind of a love interest for Eugenides, but like as an older woman. And so I cast Monica Bellucci. And I, so whenever I see her, I think of her as the queen of Atolia. Um, my MVP of this episode is Andy. Andy. I, That's actually I, a really good pick. Yeah. I loved, I, I was going to choose him before he spoke to the fireman um just because he runs to that one that's his first instinct is let me comfort this poor person who's laying upon the ground there's obviously something wrong with them and instead of like staying away from them which is i think the instinct that all of the other guys had which was like i don't know what's going on there's smoke and lights and it was like a naked lady i don't want to get sued (laughs) yeah exactly there's a naked woman exactly like i'm not gonna touch her Andy goes and he's holding hands with her. And, and I think that's why if, if I, if I could speculate, I would think that's why he was chosen by the fireman Mm. to, um, to relate the message that he somehow received that Nido was in trouble and they needed to help her. And then he carries her out of the forest, like a boss. And, and then afterwards he's so sweet and supportive with his wife um, I love the way that they interact with each other. Like, you know, some people may say Andy is a soup and he just like, is like but I think he's what, just, wait, what is that? I don't know what that a is. Simp is like a guy who is a like, simp. S-I-M-P it's like a, it's like a guy who is obsessed with a girl and like, um, will do anything for her. Like I'm, I'm simping for this girl. Oh, you mean like, it, you mean like a kind human? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but it's said in like a negative way, where it's like oh, I'm, like being being nice to women is a bad right. thing. Okay, I'm with you now. Yeah. Okay. Um. But like, uh, I feel <laughs> I feel like Andy is like like such a it's just such a sweet person, and I also love that he like <laughs> he like tells Chad like you're a bad person and you're giving us all a bad name, and Chad thinks like yeah whatever buddy but like Andy walks away from that conversation like yeah I really told him because I think that Andy is another character who kind of lives in the moment mm-hmm. you know he's not really concerned about the past or the future <laughs> and think about it he he raises Wally Brando 
not knowing if that's his son, you know, like, I I mean, we never know if they got a DNA test or anything like that, but we actually do not know who his biological, who that biological father was. I finally figured out why the true fans were not happy with the return because We never saw Dick Tremaine come no, back. Dick <laughs> you knew where I was going with that. Dick Tremaine. And also, you're right. Andy does mostly live in the moment. But I, I do remember in his head a little flaming Nikki. Oh, the little devil. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had never heard the word simp before. <laughs> I'm probably, like, misusing it. It's like... No, I, Tess, I know that the internet exists. And I know, I even though I don't look at it, I know that the world exists. You're probably 100% right. <laughs> I think that it's meant to be like a guy being kind to a girl, but not for the right reasons. Like, oh, thank you. Maybe he's being kind to her because he thinks he's going to get something, but he's not going to get something. That's what a simp is. Oh, so simp's not a, so simp is like, (laughs) this is so weird. So a simp is like, hey, um, do you need me to, um, oh, oh, here we go. Let me send you some money on your OnlyFans account. And then she's like, oh, thank you so much for the money. But like, he's not ever going to get anything out of that. And he wants to get something. He would like to, he would like the attention of this woman. And so he's doing things to try to get her attention. Andy's not doing that. She wasn't there when he leapt to her, leapt to Nida's hand. You know, she, Lucy wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never heard that word. I don't think I like it. I don't like that word at all. I hate that word. <laughs> I hate it. Okay. Um, hey, Tess. Yeah? How many, how many fish in a percolator would you give this episode? Fellas, don't drink that coffee. Oh. You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. Yeah. Yeah. That's a clip from uh, YouTube Twin Peaks. Uh, Fish in the Percolator, season one, episode one. What is the latest comment say? Let's see. The newest comment is from, oof, hot off the presses. One day ago. One day ago. D-Guns. D-Guns 2000. (laughs) We have a fish in the office. My boss was cleaning the fish tank next to the Keurig machine, so I had to come here. (laughs) Thank you. Very I love nice. it. I love it. Very Thank nice. Very nice. It's One day ago. One day ago, right? That's really good. Um, I would give this a solid four and a half fish out of five. Um, the only thing keeping it from a five is it's um, which is this is weird for like a Twin Peaks show, fairly vanilla. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, fairly all things considered. I mean, that's why I give it the point five though, because it does a lot of things that I really enjoyed. It did a lot of connecting. To me, it did a lot of, I don't know. To me, and I know, I feel like I'm speculating about why some people may not like the return. And I feel like one might be frustration over wanting certain things and not getting them. And I feel like one of those things is probably answers, right? Like at the end, you're like, this is what all the things are. But I've never thought that's what we're going to get. And in fact, if the show was going like if this was the most answers we get like every episode after this was less answers i'll be fine with it um also this scene had a lot of really good scene or this episode had a lot of really good scenes where there's two people talking and they're telling like a story right like there's jimmy and freddie 
And then um, Albert and Tammy, like he's kind of like this thing happened, right? And I feel like there was someone else that was telling, oh, the two girls at the, the roadhouse, they're telling a story and maybe one other person, you know? And I, I love that kind of like just two people kind of like sitting and telling a thing. Well, Gordon, Gordon tells about his dream. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that one's a little different because we actually see the dream too. The other ones are like, like we never, like Freddie, we don't see like, and then right. this happened, like it's just them. Yeah. It was, a, it made me think of a show, um, I had to Google it because I couldn't remember what it was called. It's called Last, The Booth at the End. Have you ever heard of this show before? Yeah. No, I, when, I, when I look it up, I have no clue what I watched it on. It looks like I can watch it for free on Tubi, whatever the heck Tubi is. <laughs> but but essentially, the and Amanda didn't like it, but I like shows that are like, or movies that are like, this is, I'm just doing this. Like very kind of like the first Saw movie. Like it's just two guys in a bathroom for two and a half hours for the most part. Or, or 127 hours. It's just James Franco at the yeah. bottom of a at the bottom of a canyon and yeah. you're going to go on that journey with him and uh the booth at the end is that what i said it was called the booth the booth at the end it's essentially there's a diner and um there's a booth at the end and if you go there there's a man who will be there who can possibly answer your questions or help you solve your problems um, and you don't know if he's like a, an angel or a devil or a demon or a monster but the entire show takes place in this booth it's i loved it so it's like someone will come in and they'll talk and he'll be like yeah why don't you try doing this and you know it seems kind of supernatural and then they leave and then let's say they come back and they're like and then this happened so let me tell you what you know so but you never see the thing that happened they're just telling you the thing that happened and i i loved it i loved it it was two seasons on apparently you can watch it for free on you know the on the look up tubi if you like that I, um, I would recommend the show Midnight Mass on Netflix. I've seen I've seen um trailers for that, I think. I really loved the show Midnight Mass on Netflix and it is um it is essentially a story about vampires. <laughs> I like vampires, sure. But it's also a story about like some people who live in a small town and um oh yeah this looks like a tess a show oh, right here my gosh. all right so like you know that so, <laughs> twin peaks obviously my favorite show of all time i've always been chasing the high of twin peaks. Mm-hmm. and the high of twin peaks for me is the cozy creepy factor in that like oh it's like this cute quirky small town and people are friends and they're you know and they're having funny conversations but also there's like a guy who's maybe possessed by a demon he's killed his daughter um so like that combination of like there's something cute and cozy and wholesome happening but there's also something like dark and paranormal like underneath the surface and i love that like combination of things I've and midnight midnight mass for that it looks good that. yeah midnight mass does it really well um and if you love co- characters just having conversations with each other i would highly recommend it because this became a point of contention with my beloved husband brett um because there are a lot of scenes in which the characters are just talking to each other and brett would be like this doesn't happen in real life. And I was like, this isn't real life. This is a TV show. <laughs> oh, what? Like just people talking doesn't happen in real life? Not that just people talking. But talking but in that way. 
people having like deeply philosophical conversations in which they reach epiphanies about the meaning of life or the lack thereof. It's so, so good. And the actors in it, particularly, so a lot of the action, this is just the Midnight Mass cast now. But if someone enjoys Twin Peaks, maybe they'll enjoy Midnight Mass. I recommend you give it a try. And Animal Crossing. (laughs) It does take place on an island. (laughs) So a lot of the action revolves around the fact that the priest, that the majority of the people on the island are Catholic. And the priest has gone on a pilgrimage and they've, they're like their beloved priest has left. And so this young priest comes in to minister to them in the meantime. And the actor who plays the young priest is so, so good. He was in Legion, which you remember is another TV show that I'm obsessed with. Um, His name is Hamish Linkletter, I think his name is. He's so, so good on the show. Like, I cannot take my eyes off him. He's so good. Um, anyways, please, I, I, I. Ask it sounds like a plea. Oh my goodness. I okay. Do. I ask of you, please. Listeners, watch she has show. fallen to her knees. She is openly weeping at this moment, openly weeping, I staring at her hair. It is definitely 100% the most satisfying viewing experience I had of 2021, for sure. Let me ask um, you this. If if this was an episode of the same team, y'all, would this be a cake challenge? Oh, it would have. Oh, I don't yeah. know if it had been a cake challenge because I, I would feel bad asking you to watch. I think the whole thing is like six or eight hours or something. Oh, but you can tell me to do the first. You know, yeah, but I feel like the whole thing as a as a whole is really like I almost I feel bad just telling you to watch one episode when I really feel like in order to get the full experience you, you have to do watch it all. It. Yeah, but if it's really that good, maybe I would watch all of it. It's really good, and also um, the pacing is very slow at first, which I, I like that. that. I know you love a nice slow pace. So I feel like, but I do want to like warn anyone who likes a nice fast paced show. This is not that show. It gets fast paced, like towards the end, but towards the beginning, it's pretty slow paced because it's setting things at up. At the end, uh, he's a Catholic priest, right? I don't know why. I, I, I think of him just like at the beginning, just slowly putting the Eucharist on people's tongues. And then by <laughs> the end, it's, by the end, it's, Ripping him across the <laughs> quick, we need you. Hurry up, mass is running up. Oh, it was so good. There's also there's also a really interesting character who's Muslim in the in the TV show. And I I um man, I just I implore you. You know what? I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm watching a show called What They What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, I love that show. So I very fun. much like it. It's kind of my I before I go to bed. It is. It is very funny and very charming. When I'm done that, I'll go. What, wait, that's vampires too, right? Is that what you said? Okay, yeah. so I'll go from. I'll, and I was watching Midnight, or not Midnight Mass. Um, what we do in the shadows with Amanda and Freya was downstairs. She thought it was so silly. Oh my oh, goodness! And it's kind of no. like you know, it's a great. Like a lot of my friends are like, it's very, it is a very silly show. It's silly. I mean, it's gory and they're cursing and stuff, but it's like silly. Like, and it works. Like, there's like, did you watch all of them or? I've seen them all. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah, we're we're working our way through season three we didn't know it came out and we just did the one where like they're going after um slight spoiler alert but like the sire you know yes 
And there's a yeah. part where Nandor's like, I'm ready. And he comes out and he's got like the, the big inner tube on and a helmet. And he's like, I got my armor. And Freya's like, that's not armor. Like it works. A lot of the humor works oh. on like Freya. Love. And here's a part where like Lashley okay. Smallwood's a harmonica. Freya thought that was so funny. My that show's my- also. Oh. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say one of my favorite episodes yeah, of all time of that show in season happens in season three where they go to Atlantic City. Yes. <laughs> it is so good. That show is also very sex positive too, right? Yes. Like there's like no shame. And like Laszlo and Nanja have a wonderful relationship, very open. He's down with the girls, down with the chaps. You know, it's so <laughs> there's funny. A, there's a scene where he's talking about that and he's like, he's like, uh, I'm sexually attracted to everyone. And Nadia says, like, it's kind of a problem. And he's and he like, goes, not for me. Not, it isn't. not for me. He's so funny. It's a very good show. And um, I don't think my mom listens to this anymore, but my mom's um, partner, Dude Human, um, yeah. uh, her her boyfriend, uh, yeah. I think he might be a, an energy vampire. <laughs> And she, I can say that because she made that joke before. Because there's been times where I'm like, hey, hey, oh, oh, God, what are we, how are we talking about lumber prices right now? How do I get out of this conversation? And Tess, you know, I'm a talker. Like, I like to talk with almost <laughs> everyone. I'll talk about my shoes for days. But this man, this man, I'll be up there and he'll come up. I'm like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> and next thing I know, it's been like 10 minutes and we're talking about like the cost of eggs and and like an NPR thing he heard and, and and the interesting story behind Clint Eastwood's directing style. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's, it's real bad. It's real bad. Anyway, um, mom, if you're listening, I think he's a great guy. I, um, you know this. I just don't want to talk to him. Please. Oh, goodness. I love it. What's oh. up, Rick? Anyway, the, um, anyway, what are we doing? I, I da- give this episode four out of five fish. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, thank you for bringing us back. You're okay. Oh, yeah, but what okay. I was saying is when I'm done watching What We Do in the Shadows, I'll go watch Min, uh, Midnight Mass. I think Amanda might be into it. Give it a chance. I I just, I I cannot, I cannot praise it enough. It is so good. Pun intended? It, it I worship it. <laughs> I, I, I'm too... Um, it is it is like it's got a lot of like uh uh, religious overtones and everything and there were a lot of people who told me like oh if you're catholic you're not gonna get it that's not true you'll definitely like as a jewish person i definitely got it you know it was oh so good um but i give this episode four out of five fish to bring it back to twin peaks i um i agree with you i like how this episode kind of ties things together like a lot of loose ends that have been hanging out there like who who is jamie e or also even things like jeff uh, um jeffries we didn't even know the story you know now we know that he was on the thing with cole and um the the fact that uh we know who billy is now he's in a cell um the fact that like naito is not just like a random random character from a few episodes she, ago listen, but she's like, choking up she's, she's getting very emotional <laughs> it's like somehow this. going to somehow going to be important to this um uh, uh uh chad getting arrested is very satisfying um the like the monica bellucci dream mm. particularly so within, interesting within the context of leaf's theory about like is like what universe is this is it the twin peaks universe is it our universe like 
this is a really strong episode in my opinion. Um, and also I love the song at the roadhouse wild, wild west by Lissy. So good. <laughs> I loved it, it. It's probably my second favorite wild, wild west song. <laughs> the first being, of course, <laughs> Will Smith. Wickawa. 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 Wow. Have you seen commercials for, um, welcome to earth? No, it's it's I think it's on Disney Plus and it's like a uh, like a documentary where Will Smith travels the earth and they're like, it seems cool. Like, hey, here's Will Smith under the ocean in a sub. Here's Will Smith on a mountain. And it's all about like how great Earth is. But it's funny because isn't that what he said when he punched out that alien (laughs) in Independence Day? He goes, welcome to Earth. And now he's like, no, really? Welcome. Anyway, I haven't seen the. I've seen the trailers, and it looks like Will Smith on Earth. So, a hundred percent watch Will Smith explore the Earth. Yeah, um, yeah. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. Um, please join us for the next episode, in which we'll be discussing part fifteen of the return. And Tess, correct me if I'm wrong. We are we are coming up on it. Very close to the end. The uh, there are eighteen episodes mm. of the return, so we have only a few more episodes to go, my friend. So we'll, you know what? Though we're probably not going to have them done in time for the Matrix, because no, the, the plan was for me right. to come down and we get our Twin Peaks tattoos. But I mean, I think I got to come down so we could do Matrix stuff first. <laughs> I'll let you decide that because that's like a big trip for you to take. So, um, like, and, wait, and big trip? Holiday. What are we taking while we watch the Matrix? <laughs> so funny um yeah season and i know that a lot of people have like obligations during the holiday season um do you so um my holiday's over yeah well i was about to say i you know me i don't i'm doing i am going to my in-laws house for christmas because they celebrate christmas and we'll be doing christmas with my nephews um but other than that i don't have any plans by Um, the way i didn't ask amanda asked me to ask you how was your hanukkah oh it was good it was real good it was relaxing it was early this year right it was early this year i mean i say that it happens on the same day every year according to the hebrew calendar Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Hebrew calendar is uh, is different than the Gregorian calendar that the rest of us, uh, that the, the majority of society tends to follow. So yes, technically it was early this year. Early according to this calendar that we use. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for listening to our podcast. Happy Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. happy uh happy christmas happy mm-hmm. whatever you choose to celebrate mm-hmm. happy happy lynchmas <laughs> happy um, um happy peaks giving <laughs> krampus does krampus have... oh yes krampus knock yeah yeah of course yeah i hope you were hope you were good yeah i hope you were good and um oh someone just handed me some coffee f you leave <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.